Yo, yo, yo. What's up, my people? Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast with your boy, the man himself. Be thanks. Or boy. Your boy, the man himself. That shit don't really come out right, but fuck it. I'm a young man. I'm a young man. Be thanks. Damn it. All right. <clears throat> In today's episode, y'all, we really ain't got too many updates uh, to get into. Um, definitely some eventful stuff though. And, uh, we're going to go ahead and hop straight into it. One of the quick things I'm going to touch on first is, uh, the practice bubble is officially up for the Bengals. Um, looks fucking bubbly. I mean, nothing really too special. I mean, looks fine. Um, I don't know if it's usable yet. Actually, I'm sure it is because the field has been ready for a few weeks now from my understanding. Um, But that's pretty cool for a lot of the fans. I know a lot of you guys really care. I mean, this is my pulse on what the, at least my perspective on what the players think. I'm kind of with them. I mean, that's nice. Like, it's cool when it's actually needed to be used. But it's not really a big deal. Like, who really cares? I mean, you're really only going to need to use it in January and February if it's like absolutely brutal outside. Um, but 95% of the time, shit, 97% of the time you're not going to need or even consider using it. So there you go. Fans, there's your 3%, 5%, but nonetheless, it's really cool. Um, <clears throat> another thing as well that I think a lot of people had questions about, and I could see why with the field in the color when they ended up painting the B in the end zone, all white, with the black accents, they're going to use another coat on it, guys. A lot of people was like, oh, it looks gray. Like, why are they keeping it gray? It's okay. Like, that was one of the first coats that they are using. I don't know if it's going to be a complete bright white. Maybe. But all that I know is that they ended up putting another coat on it today. Um, for some reason, I did not save the pictures that I saw of it. But it does look better today. Um, so rest assured, we're not going to have a fucking gray color. It's going to be white. All right. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, an interesting thing today or yesterday, I think it was today. Uh, one of the Miami spokespeople at the conference for the players. Oh, excuse me. Asked Tua about um, something with Eli Apple and Tyreek Hill. I don't know exactly how the question came out, but Tua said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, not a direct quote, um, that on the plays that he has planned to give it to Tyreek and Tyreek happens to be on Eli, he said with much verber in his chest, like really emphasizing this, that I'm getting Reek the ball. It was interesting how he really had some verber and some fucking dominance when he was saying that as if he's got like spite or animosity about the matter. Like, I don't really know why that shit matters right now from the actual players. Like if our players were indulging on what another op was saying before the game and getting like spiteful about it, I wouldn't want them focusing on that shit. That shit don't matter. It don't matter what Tyreek says about Eli. Eli ain't say a damn word yet till after the game. We'll see. We'll see. 
But it was just interesting. I ain't attacking Tua for it. I get where he's coming from. But uh, it's kind of a bad look, to be straight up. Because like I said, not just for the fact of him speaking on our guys, but why at this time? Like, you don't do that as a leader of your team. Don't indulge on that shit. Who cares? Don't even pay that no mind. Give Tua, the guy that you're more confident in than Eli Apple, the fucking ball, and you don't have to say shit about it. It was an interesting thing that Tua said. So uh, that's something that's definitely noted. All right, go ahead. Try to hit Eli because we know who's going to be right over top, and that's Jesse Bates, one of the best ball hawks this league has to offer. Go ahead, Tua. Do it. <clears throat> um, another interesting thing that really puts the Dolphins at a disadvantage is beyond them playing 90 week or 90 weeks, 90 plays in the 105 degree Miami heat this past Sunday. They had to fly up early this morning um, instead of later this afternoon from my vague understanding. I don't know their exact plan for how they had practices formulated before they were going to head up here to Cincy, but nonetheless, you don't have much time, and they had less time with the hurricane. Um, Man, prayers to everybody in Florida. This hurricane's real. It's really intense. I know very little about it, but the little I've read, it's scary. So uh, prayers to absolutely everybody there. Um, I love the state. It's an awesome place. Um, Miami wasn't even getting as hard, hit as hard from my understanding. I think it came from the um, the west side, the west coast of Florida. So like Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know much about it. So um, I won't speak on it much more other than sending my prayers so it's really put the players even more in a disadvantaged situation of having to fly up here early. Hasn't have not had a full practice this week. A shitload of dudes on the injury report for them. They've had only two walkthroughs. They had one walkthrough today at Nippert Stadium. You know, obviously up in um, Clifton, UC's campus. Um, it was funny. Some videos went around of some uh, UC students walking around and saying "fuck the Dolphins," "fuck Bama," just taking some shots unnecessary yeah but i mean you know can't control them it's stupid but whatever um yeah so yeah i think i yawn more during these episodes because i fucking talk so fast and so much um yeah those are just a couple of the disadvantages for the dolphins and Tua is not 100 percent, guys like there's a chance He's not able to play. He's going to do everything he fucking can to play from the pulse that I've gotten. He's going to do everything he can to play, but it's not a guarantee that he is. And there is a scenario to where they're ready for Teddy Bridgewater. And just let me tell you right now, if we have Teddy Bridgewater, uh, if we're facing Teddy Bridgewater, you, you know, you have even a better chance of winning the game. Just come out with the W, whatever the fuck it takes. Some people say, no, we want all their guys healthy. Sure. For bragging rights, but I don't fucking care. Come out with a W. How about that? Beyond bragging rights, let's come up for reason to fucking brag. And that's to get a fucking win. So let's do that. So, to touch on the injury report a bit. <clears throat> uh, for the Dolphins, they have about 15 dudes on there. Consisting of guys like Christian Wilkins, Jalen Waddell, um, uh, Teron Armstead, and most importantly, Tua. All of those dudes are on the injury report with some other guys sprinkled throughout there. 
Uh, 15 dudes on an injury report is extremely discouraging, especially on a short week. Especially with this short week made even shorter with the unfortunate circumstances that they've been having to deal with down in Miami. Coming up here sooner, less prepared, not able to have a full practice. We were able to have... um, uh, Was it one? Yeah, one full practice, and that's a big deal. In On your home turf, you're able to prepare yourself a bit better, things like that. Of course, that does not directly correlate to a win, but any advantage is massive in this league. So, the injury report is long. It's sucky, and uh, best of luck to them. Some of the guys that are listed as questionable are going to not play, and most of the guys will, but also those guys won't be 100%. On the other hand, Bengals injury report. <laughs> clean, 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 y'all. Last weekend, Jermaine Pratt was doubtful, and he moved up to questionable. There's a chance he plays this Thursday. I also don't see the Bengals pressing too hard to do that because of how good our linebacker room is. ADG was arguably one of the best defensive players on the fucking field yesterday, last week. So that's the biggest guy that's on the injury report. Obviously, DJ Reader's out. He's on injured reserve. Um, so I was about to not mention him, but... Just for those that were out of the loop, yes, DJ Reader's going to be out four to eight weeks. Um, MCL sprain for him. Thank God, because MCL is not nearly as significant as the ACL, and a sprain is much more manageable. So, just super lucky, man. Super lucky. That shit could have been really, really bad. I mean, you lose. And I'm pre-framing this, prefacing this with Aaron Donald is existing in this league. DJ Reader has been the best defensive tackle in football this year. The best. He was the number one graded defender in the league per PFF. And he was absolutely dominant. There is no replacing DJ Reader. There is not. But a couple things I can go through really quick for you guys so you're prepared. You can expect to see Jay Tufele to get on the field. That was our waiver claim before the season, along with the guys of Devin Asiasi and Max Sharping. Jay Tufele was a fourth-round pick for the Jags, the first pick of day three in the 2021 draft. He was a really nice prospect, really athletic, but he's really raw. He's got to kind of get himself together as an NFL player, and you really like a guy with that pedigree, with that athleticism in this room, and ability to be morphed because you have a lot of high-end elite players in this room with a really quality coach in Marion Hobby. He's a really good defensive tackles coach for us. So that's what you like. He's been in the system for about a month now. And this is going to be the first time we really see Tufele. So you can expect to see the likes of Josh Tupo, Cam Sample coming off a career game last Sunday against the Jets. Um, you can maybe see some packages to where we have Joseph Osai on one end replacing Sam Hubbard's spot. Trey Hendrickson in his normal edge spot, and then Sam Hubbard at a five-tech, which is lined up in between the tackle and the guards to kind of help get some pressure up the middle and to hold strong in the run game. DJ Reader held this defense together. Like I said, it is not an understatement for the impact that he's had on this defense and how we're 
much we're going to miss him. It is a little bit better because this Dolphins run game is even worse than the Bengals. The Bengals have the 20th ranked run offense this year. The Dolphins have the fucking 31st. They're going to tell you about their two stars, which ironically, both of our, you know, and we have three, you know, are better than theirs, but they're just absolutely championing theirs. It's kind of weird, and their run game is even worse than ours with no identity at running back. They just have a cluster of dudes. Um, so I think that that's going to be our supplement with DJ Reader being gone. Maybe some more of Sam Hubbard on the interior, some more um, snaps for Osai outside of the edge, get Josh Tupau in there. He's really, really strong presence in the run game. He gets a little flooded away in the pass game. It's kind of similar to DJ. Obviously, DJ's better at pass rushing. He's had his best season so far in the short sample size with pass rushing. But like Josh Tupou's a great value brand for my Kroger people out there or fucking Walmart, whatever the fuck, of um, DJ Reader. So you get Cam Sample, Josh Tupau, Jay Tufele, um, uh, who else? Fuck, forgetting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, uh, oh, BJ Hill. Duh, fucking top 10 defensive tackle. What the fuck? Um, Really strong in the run game. It's going to take a dip, but you hope not a huge one. Prayers and rest up to DJ Reader. And whenever he comes back, it's going to be fucking huge. So that's the most significant thing. Um, Maybe we could see more of Dax Hill. Maybe we could see him involved in some more packages tomorrow night. You know, with the threats of... Speed and Hill and Waddle. A guy like that with such good range could be fucking huge. I don't know. Just because of how much depth and quality talent we have at the linebacker room. And we can't forget. For all y'all that are absolutely doing, you know, screaming at the mountaintops. Get Dax Hill on the field. If you put Dax Hill on the field, you're either taking a top, uh, you know, a top end free safety or strong safety in Von Bell off the field, you're taking one of the best slot cornerbacks in football off the field, Mike Hilton, or you're taking off a really good linebacker off the field, or one of the best tight end stoppers in this league, Trey Flowers, off the field. That's an exchange for an inexperienced Dax Hill. That's a big reason why he's not playing, guys. It's because it's because we have too much fucking talent on this defense. It's just the reality. So, maybe we could see him. If not, that's why. That's your answer right there. There's just too much. My bad. My fucking shit. Um, Stopped recording for a second. But I was saying there's just too much talent. And that's how Lou wants to run things, guys. So um, that's something we can end up seeing. Maybe not. Um, Let's see. Offense is good to go. O-line healthy. Guys healthy. Joe Mixon's ankle should be okay. Um, haven't heard anything about it. So they were just really cautious with him in the Jets game. We already had the game secured. It was a matter of just running out the clock. So that's why he was out the last series. So certainly something to monitor, but above all, nothing to worry about. So Joe Mixon's going to be fine. He was not on the injury report this week. Um, and Hayden came off the injury report as well. Mr. Hurst. Hayden, Hayden put him in a Hurst. Hurst is good to go. Lael. Good to go. All the dudes, good to fucking go. 
So, <clears throat> one of the last things I'm going to get into, y'all, my fucking predictions. I did not make predictions last week because we had other shit to worry about. We had a fucking dub to chase last week. That was my standard. How I saw it was like I was a coach that go into the locker room and I was just saying, yo, like this is not who we are. Nothing else matters except coming out with the fucking W. Get your shit straight. Put dot your fucking I's and cross your fucking T's. Bottom line, stop focusing on shit that doesn't matter. Stop focusing on the extra shit. Do the shit you need to do to fucking win. That was kind of my mentality last week. I was just focusing on a win, baby. I didn't care about predictions. I didn't fucking care. And I really don't care too much this week either. But don't worry. I'm going to get back into the groove into it. I'm enough into it to make them. So, I have the Bengals moving up to 2-2. Two and two. They're going to beat the Dolphins, the high-flying Dolphins. These fans think they're absolutely unstoppable. Well, they are. Because, yeah, their duo... Is elite? Nah. Yeah. So is our uh, trio. We don't just have a duo. We have a trio. They forget that. They don't want to know it. They don't want to know. They want to stay in their cocoon with their two guys. Well, yeah. We got three. So, um, I think it's going to be some star power, guys. Look. Um, damn, I wish I remembered Jay's source. Jay Morrison via The Athletic. Him and Paul Daner do amazing work, especially accumulating stats and data. I'm I'm winging this. Don't frame me for this. I think it was ESPN, maybe. So if it was ESPN, uh, Jay pulled up and noted that the Bengals have the number one ranked defense in this league. The Dolphins have the number one ranked offense in this league. That's fucking fun. Number one ranked offense versus number one ranked defense. It's early in the season. And I think the Dolphins will come down to earth a little bit. And Bengals defense may. But we know where this Bengals defense is. So we'll see. Bengals come out on top 24 to 20. Move up to 2-2. Two and two. Dolphins fall to 3-1. and one. Some of the stats I can see of the game. Remember, the most important thing I always pre-frame with, and that's important for all of us to adopt this truth, it's serendipitous, guys. It doesn't matter what the fuck I predict, what anybody predicts. It doesn't matter. Who fucking cares? This is just for fun, okay? So, I could see Joe Burrow going for something like 27 for 36, 380 yards, three touchdowns, one INT. I see him lighting it the fuck up. He's got ice in his veins. He is that dude. Joe has done phenomenal whenever the lights have came on. We know this. We know Joe. We know exactly what he's going to deliver. The Dolphins better be fucking ready to match it. Joe Burrow, 383, three tutties, and I could see a pick in there. Joe Mixon, I see him bouncing back this game. 21 rushes, 5 receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, he's Chase, man. 8 receptions. 136 yards, two tutties. T. Higgy, TT, six receptions, 89 yards. TB, man. Like, if this happens, like, this is just absolutely incredible for fucking TB, man. Seven receptions, 110 yards. I could really see it, man. Those linebackers are a bit suspect. And that defense is going to absolutely sell out to make sure that 
Jamar Chase and T. Higgins does not beat them deep. And Tyler Boyd's one of the best slot receivers in this game. He's the second best in this game. Arguably the best. Depending on how much you consider Cooper Cooper Cup a slot receiver or an outside receiver or whatever the fuck. He's one of the best. So, I could just see real production from this offense. And... Why I don't see it correlating to a ton of points, I can see it going to a lot of drives that go a bit longer than we think, but don't go just far enough for points. These are really good defenses, guys. And really good offenses. So, it's a long game. Tua, I think they're going to be cooled down a bit from this stout defense. They have not faced a defense like this yet, y'all. Like, that Bills defense was not the same last week. They had four backups in that secondary. If I'm not mistaken, they had two undrafted free agents in that secondary. A sixth round and a seventh round rookie. That was not the same secondary that we were used to that we saw in week one and week two. So, I think this is the best defense they're going to face yet. I could see Tua going 21 for 35. 224 yards. A touchdown. Two picks. Not enough to come out with a dub, my boy. Uh, Raheem Mustard. Mostert. Mostert, Mostert, Raheem Mustard, fuck it. Shout out Raheem Mustard on fucking Instagram. Great fucking page. 15 rushes, 6 receptions, 96 yards, and 1 touchdown. They have no identity in the run game. They haven't for years, and they still don't. So that's a weakness that we definitely need to work to exploit. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're going to get theirs. But not as much as Jamar T. Tyreek, 6 receptions, 89 yards. No, I don't know how much he's going to put up on Eli. I don't know that much. Jalen Waddle, six receptions for 79 yards. Mike Yusecki, four receptions, 45 yards, and one touchdown. I'm going to tell you this right fucking now. No, I do not know. I have not predicted who's going to get the picks for the Bengals defense. I could see Mike Hilton. If Eli Apple gets a fucking pick, I'm breaking the app. I'm breaking Twitter. I'm breaking Instagram. I'm breaking everything. Y'all know it. I'm sure all of y'all have hopped on the Eli Apple train. My Eli Apple train. Choo-choo! Listen, this game's going to be a fun-ass game, guys. We're going to show the world that we're still here. While me, personally, I don't give a fuck what the world thinks. I don't think, I don't care if they think we're the best team in the world or if they think we're mid and we lost our luck and we are lucky and we're bad. I don't fucking care. I don't give a fuck. They can think we're the, our shit don't stink. I don't give a damn. We know what the fuck we are. And we're going to show exactly that. Let's get fucking ready, my people. Enjoy yourselves. Have a fun, safe day tomorrow to where you can watch the game. 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. 5.15 p.m. uh, Fucking Pacific Time. Whatever fucking time you're watching the game. Get ready. This whiteout is about to be fucking lethal. Legendary shit. And we're about to ball the fuck out in the process. This defense is going to show up. And you know Joe Burrow and this offense are going to show the fuck out. All right. Let's get ready, y'all. Let's go. I right. appreciate y'all for listening to the All Things Bengals podcast with yours truly, B-Things. Talk to you later. Peace.